now arriving downtown Santa Monica Station. Hey Adam, it's time for Notes on Your Notes. Good morning, Kawhi. It's Adam. Uh, you're stuck with me this week. Why? Because Josh is fancy and he's off in Europe teaching. He's been in Berlin and Amsterdam, and I believe he's in Copenhagen now. He's been teaching all the wonderful stuff he does about creative process and listening and coming to your creativity and your process and your writing from the place of the body. So um, if you're a jet setter, you could pop over to Copenhagen and take his workshop. Uh, He will be back either next week or the following week. And we will figure out some content for you in the meantime. So here you are, stuck in solitary confinement with me. And I was like, ah, what am I going to do with the kids today? Uh, Mom's away. And uh, uh, the bad news is you're not going to get a treatise on astrology and vegan raw cuisine. Because Josh is not here. Uh, You're stuck with me, which means it's like dad time. It's like hamburgers and football. Uh, No. Uh, What are we going to do today? Okay, so this is what we're going to do. You know what's weird, but because I host a podcast, I kind of get two requests a lot. One is like, help me make a podcast, which is cool because I like podcasts. Uh, But the other one is like, oh, what do you listen to? And so I sat down this morning and I made a... uh, list of the 10 favorite narrative podcasts that I listen to and, um, and about narrative. And so I guess I have to look all these up and put them in the show notes now, my least favorite activity, but I'm going to do it because I love you guys. Uh, oh, by the way, just to know I am in Kauai. Uh, I, uh, have come here for a little while. Normally I'm in Los Angeles um, it's okay. Josh and I are, are good. We're just taking some time apart. It's still cool. Uh, and uh, I just have a lot of gratitude for being in this beautiful place, which is why I said good morning, Kauai, at the top of the show. But So I've got my top 10 podcasts. And before I start, we should talk a little bit about creativity process and artistic sensibility. Um, Josh and I have done it on the show with films, but we've kind of looked at the movies we watched growing up. Uh, that meant a lot to me and to him and then sort of looked at what how it impacted the kind of creative stuff that we wanted to create now and by and large like my sweet spot is dramatic storytelling so dramas uh, things like David Mamet's The Verdict and and The Graduate and things like that sort sort of come up again and again for me also in serialized television stuff like The Wire uh, The Path uh, stuff like that where we get to know characters over time and see their transformation. Uh, I'm trying to remember what was it for Josh, because there were all these like obscure Italian and French movies from the 60s and 70s that were like so above my pay grade in terms of um, hipster film watching. I think he likes Peter Brooks too. Uh, So, but I think you probably will get a little bit of a sense of 
probably where I'm drawn to in audio storytelling by this list. But the point is, if you go out and make your own list, you'll probably learn something about the types of stories you like to tell. And then also, like sometimes you look at it uh, and you're like, oh, but there's this other kind of genre that I sometimes like to dip into. And maybe if I explore that, that could be a way for me to expand and move out of it. Like for me, I'd say that thing is (laughs) rom-coms. Even though apparently they're dead, I still think that it's a great format and genre. And um, like I, I read the script for When Harry Met Sally every couple of years because Nora Ephron is such a good writer. And also because I, I think it's um, this really beautiful story about people changing and love and patience and relationship. And so, which is weird because like I've written all dramatic stuff and then occasionally I'll sketch an outline for a rom-com <laughs> I'm going to write this rom-com. So uh, that's just something to think about. And really, to be honest, I'm just doing today's show because I love audio as a genre. And also, um, I think you guys might actually find stuff you like listening to if you listen to my top 10. So here it goes. Oh, and so these are not in any order. They're just what came out of my brain. Um, So don't rank it because I know in our weird competitive culture, there has to be a number one. They're only losers and winners. I have this great video of the poet David White giving a talk in the 90s to a corporate group. And it's so interesting because David White, uh, he's a poet. And he often, when he talks, he talks about spiritual questions, the questions of how we belong in this world, our relationship to nature, uh, our relationship to our work. He's big on that, our vocation and our avocation. And... He's kind of fascinating this talk he gave because this was 19, like I think 95. And he has this moment where he says, the one he's Welsh. And he's like, the one thing I notice about American culture is that it's not a four letter word, but it's a five letter word that is the worst thing someone can say about you. And that five letter word, White says, is loser. And it's so fascinating to, to listen to that talk um, you know, 23 years before our current political moment where the worst thing that could be uttered at a political level is that you're a loser, that there are winners and losers in this world. Um, and so as I, uh, I wish that I knew how to get you that David White talk because it's like insanely good. If you really, really, really want to listen to it, maybe just email me and I'll try to set up a screening at some point. Uh, notes in your notes at gmail.com uh, if you're a David White fan. So there are no winners and losers in this list. These are just things that have had some that have touched me in some way. Okay. Uh, the Butterfly Effect with John Ronson. Uh, John Ronson has been on This American Life, and this was a serialized podcast about how the internet and streaming changed pornography, and how it decimated the pornography industry and all the winners and, for lack of a better, losers in that world. And he touches them on about how pornography has impacted sexuality and uh, also just how the craziness of the categorization of the world of porn, how it's, it's transcribing our desires in a way. And I just thought he did such a good job and such a non, a topic that could be toe tantalizing and titillating. And he did it in this really kind of thoughtful way. Uh, and he, you know, tracks a few different stories and he talks to performers and what their lives are really like. And it takes this thing that is so prevalent in our society and sort of just gives us a little bit of a window into it. 
so the butterfly effect with John Ronson, big fan. Okay, next. Out on the Wire ugh, with Jessica Abel. Um, Jessica Abel wrote a graphic um, sort of chapbook booklet with Ira Glass, who hosts This American Life, I want to say like 15 years ago. Um, and it was all about how to make radio because they wanted to empower people to make radio. And this was sort of like before really podcasting existed, um, but people had a desire to do audio. And I remember ordering it when I was um, just starting out actually working at NBC News and had like these fantasies of loving. I loved public radio and fantasies of working for This American Life. And um, I remember thinking it was so cool. Anyways, flash forward like a long time. And she writes this graphic novel, I guess. I don't know if you call it a novel graphic book called uh, Out on the Wire. And she does a podcast to accompany it. And the podcast is fascinating because it is interviews with really the biggest and best people in um, narrative radio. So everyone from like Ira Glass to the guys at Radio Lab to um, I think some of the people from Snap Judgment, from 99% Invisible, all these like really beautiful, well-designed and, and produced uh, podcasts, radio shows. But the reason I like this podcast a lot and I recommend it a lot to like people who come to work with me um, on story um, and even some who come to work with me on accountability is uh, she really speaks to what it is to do a long-form project. And it's, so it's like nine episodes and she goes from episode to episode really breaking down what makes an amazing story, like why we are engaged by certain stories. And then she talks about a lot of the issues related to um, what you do when you're stuck in the middle of a long form project and you don't know how to write to the end or paint to the end or, or film to the end or edit to the end. And she's really gifted at sort of supporting people in that place. Uh, and she just, the interviews are just so insightful about what it is to develop as an artist and to really like get off your ass and do something, uh, even when it's hard. Uh, she's, she, she's, I've actually met her over Skype. She's an amazing woman. Okay. Uh, the 3430 on Bikram Yoga, and I don't have the name of the reporter right now, so I'm sorry to that reporter, but I will put it in the notes. Um, so for those of you who don't know, um, and you might not care because you might not be interested in sports, but I love sports. And uh, a little while ago, maybe 10 or 15, about 10 years ago, ESPN, the sports network, decided to celebrate their anniversary. They were going to do 30 documentaries about uh, amazing times in sports history, right? And they were really cool. Uh, you know, like there were just these really amazing, like one of the ones that random that I will never forget is the one on uh, called, I think it's called the two Escobars, which was about Pablo Escobar's rise to uh, prominence right at the same time as the Colombian soccer team was like the number one soccer team in the world, which is extremely rare. And their trip to the world cup, uh, I believe in the U S that year. And this amazing story and about how basically the, the drug cartels brought down like basically poisoned the Colombian soccer team and through rival gangs and, and all, it was a fascinating documentary. But anyways, I'm a big fan of the ESPN 30 for 30 project. They did a podcast outshoot from that. That's audio based. And just, you know, all this stuff is available on Apple podcasts. Um, so if you just search for it, you'll find it on whatever you use, uh, whether it's Stitcher or Apple podcast or overcast. I'm a big fan of overcast, by the way, if you like an, a uh, podcast aggregator and organizer, big shout out to the guys at overcast. Um, and so 
one of the ones was like a five-parter on Bikram yoga. So for those of you who haven't followed it, uh, there's a big uh, sexual harassment slash assault, I think. Oh, am I going to get sued? I don't know if it's an assault, but uh, there was a big scandal within the Bikram yoga community because Bikram himself, who started it, uh, there are a number of allegations around uh, sexual misconduct. And it's just a really uh, inside, fascinating tell. If you're interested in cults, there's this like cult, weird cult vibe going on in the last couple of years. Uh, for those who you missed Wild Wild Country on Netflix, it was like a six-parter about the um, uh, about Osho and the whole all, everything that went down in Oregon. But uh, just really good reporting, like really good reporting. And I, I think as someone who has worked as a journalist, I just admire people who go and. Um, have just go and really figure out what happened. I feel like we live in this moment where everyone has a blog and everyone has a social media account and everyone has an opinion. And I think it's great and that we've empowered a lot of people's voices. But there's also this journalist part of me that says like, or you can also just go talk to people who've been through an experience and find out what actually happened for them and what the actual facts were. So uh, I have wonderful, wonderful podcast. It's on 30 for 30. Oh, while we're talking about cults, uh, next up, Dear Franklin Jones. Yes, great. Uh, Jonathan Hirsch, I believe, is a local Silver Lake guy in L.A. Uh, really gifted with sound design. It's a really well-designed, um, from a sound level, show. It's all about, it's a personal story. So for those of you who do are into solo theater performance or personal storytelling, highly recommend this for you. Um, it's really his story about growing up in the, I'm going to butcher this, the Adida cult, which was based in Northern California, and they also had a space, I believe, somewhere in the Fijian Islands, uh, and what it is to be like a, a child and to have one's parents be cult members. And then it's really about this guy, Franklin Jones, who came up, I believe, in the 60s and 70s and was like, I just, I'm going to start a cult. I'm like really good at talking to audiences and people trust me. And yeah, there's like all the usual stuff that happens in cults, like weird sexual stuff and um, people giving over their power and all the things that you know but also like really just personal. And for those of you, I get a lot of people who are working on personal stories and I sometimes think, ah, this would be so good if they could do this in an audio form, personal story and a narrative. He has interviews with his parents and people who were members of the cult and uh, it's, it's a good listen. It's a really good listen. What's up next up? Uh, How Sound, oof, Rob Rosenthal. Okay, so for those of you into audio, uh, if you haven't been to the website Transom, go. Uh, I found Transom because I needed advice on recording and I wanted to become better at recording. And so they have gear and mics and all those things. But Transom's major focus actually is um, independent radio production. Uh, I believe they're based in Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Um, Jay Allison is involved, who uh, one of the, is one of the producers of the Moth podcast. But anyways, Rob Rosenthal created this podcast, How Sound, How Sound, where every week, or I think it's every two weeks, he goes and he looks at a podcast and what they're doing. Like he'll look at, or even a public radio story that affected him in some way, or he saw something interesting that could be teachable, and he breaks it down in this really compelling and thoughtful way. And it really makes you think, oh, like this is how to approach story. Um, so for those of you curious about storytelling in the audio genre or really just storytelling period, I've recommended it to so many people who, to documentary filmmakers who are trying to do something in audio, to fiction 
writers who are curious. Um, it's a really cool podcast. Um, and he, he's so good at all, just like little things, like how to interview someone properly. Uh, he has so many great tips on that. Uh, a big fan. I guess part of this list as I'm going on is not just narrative podcasts that like take you, attach you to a character, engage you and take you on a journey, but also podcasts about story. Uh, what's next up? Season one of Startup with Alex Bloomberg made the list. Yeah, it's really good. So did Gimlet sell? I don't know. I feel like I'm so behind in the news. But anyways, Alex Bloomberg from This American Life fame uh, left This American Life and he started it. He had a startup. It's called Gimlet Media and it's a podcast network of and they do production. So they produ- have produced a bunch of po- uh, podcasts. Uh, Reply All comes to mind, but they're probably their most famous is Startup. And Startup was about him trying to raise money and get Gimlet off the ground, uh, which he ended up doing really successfully. And, you know, Alex Bloomberg, because he had so much experience in narrative radio, when it finally comes to tell his own story, does it in this really compelling, really inspiring a lot of ways. And you get to see his relationship with his co-founder and them trying to figure out how to split up the company and what's fair and feelings get hurt. And you get to see his actual meetings with people while he's trying to raise meaning. There's an amazing scene with the venture investor, Chris Saka, in which Chris Saka basically tells him how he should be pitching his his startup um, because Bloomberg is so nervous and just really doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, It's a cool, inspiring, and you you really, it's an observational doc, not an observational doc, in the sense that it, it, it takes you through a time period. So it's like, if you were to go through a period in something in your life that you wanted to record on, over three, six, nine months, and then edit into something later, you can see that is a different approach than doing something historical, like, oh, I'm gonna look back at this period in my life or in someone else's life and report on it. This was really like everything was happening in the moment, which was so cool, which I really love, you know? Okay, what's up next? Uh, The Moth Radio Hour I threw on there. Um, And this is the seventh one on the list. Uh, Yeah. Getting up in front of an audience and telling a six-minute story, not easy, requires a lot of courage. Uh, It's just really entertaining. You know, I don't like every story, but every once in a while, one comes away that just floors me, and I'm like, oh, God, that was so good. That person got out there and was so vulnerable. And to track back to what I um, talked about before, about Out on the Wire, so there's a moment in the Out on the Wire, the Jessica Abel podcast that I recommended earlier, where she interviews, I believe, Jay Allison, and he talks about the moth. And he talks about, we only will tune in and engage with a moth story if that person goes out on the wire. And what he means is if they're willing to be vulnerable emotionally on stage and tell their truth. If they do that, you've got the audience. The mechanics of the story might not be perfect. The structure might not be perfect. But if we are so tuned to honesty and vulnerability in other people that if you do that, you've got a shot. and just if you're out there and you don't know what the moth is, uh, I don't know the history of it. It was started. It's in a, most American cities at this point. But basically, you the rules are you get up on stage, you're not allowed to read, and you tell a six-minute story um, from memory. Um, that's true. Uh, they're awesome. I would totally go check one out. It's interesting in L.A. because a lot of people do them who you see from other storytelling genres. Like you see screenwriters get up there. Um, you see theater actors get up there. It's a really good way to practice your storytelling chops. So I put that on there. What's next? Okay, next. Oh, this is I like kind of double down because I didn't uh, 
these are so big that you probably have heard them, but I just wanted to throw them on there for respect. Um, so 8 and 8.5 on the list are Revisionist History by Malcolm Gladwell and This American Life with Ira Glass. You know, they really speak for themselves. Um, revisionist History, it's such an example of like of someone, Malcolm Gladwell, who you are inside their head and their point of view is really important to the story. The stories are interesting, but they are 100% more interesting because you have Gladwell's perspective and how he thinks about these problems. Uh, and it's... We live in this age of like saturated content and infiniteness. And I sometimes look at this and think, oh, all you really have today is your point of view. Are you hearing the birds in the recording? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have a much better acoustically tight sound space in Los Angeles. I do not have that here. I will look into it. <laughs> sorry. There's a lot of birds, thankfully. Enjoy the birds. But um, Gladwell is such a... a, a you know, such an example of like a refined palette and a refined sensibility, a refined way of thinking and logic, uh, much more in the cerebral end, you know, you're not getting like the emotional engagement, obviously that you would get with some other people, but it's really just fascinating because he brings these stories alive. And the other one is This American Life, like they're at like six or 700 episodes at this point. I particularly love the early years. There's just some amazing episodes there. Uh, they were just so good at finding characters who are really engaging and finding unique stories where the unexpected happens. They just, they just had it and you just go for the ride. So, um, I'm a big, you know, I had my first, um, sort of bad job out of college was as a legal assistant at a law firm in uh, midtown Manhattan and, I was a redact I did online redaction. Um, so redaction is when you have massive litigation where there are millions of documents, and in this, and something needs to be removed um, during discovery when I think documents are turned over to the opposing counsel, and there were literally two sets of initials on these. Uh, it was a I think a medical pharmaceutical case, so there were hundreds of thousands of documents from patients. And on each page, there were a patient's initials, and those needed to be crossed out. It's so crazy. So literally, I sat in an office for eight to 10 hours a day, and I went page to page to page and blocked them out with a cursor. <laughs> oh my, I don't know how I survived that summer. Anyways, what I did is I put on This American Life and sometimes listened to between five and seven episodes a day. I just listened all day, so I didn't lose my mind. Anyways, I don't recommend you doing that, but it's an option. Get a job as a legal assistant and listen to This American Life. We didn't have social media then, so I couldn't tweet. Okay, number nine, The Shadows. Uh, okay, so The Shadows is a little interesting because unlike anything else on this list, uh, it's created by, it's with Caitlin Prest, very gifted storyteller, uh, and it's audio fiction. So think back to radio plays of like the 30s and 40s. And there are um, probably one of the bigger ones that I believe got spun off into a radio series, uh, TV series was Homecoming, which I believe stars Julia Roberts. But anyways, um, this is like complete fiction. And uh, it's a story about, from a woman's perspective, who is a, uh, who does, a puppet who is a puppeteer, excuse me. And it's about her relationships. And there's really beautiful sound design and editing. And it's about monogamy and non-monogamy and love and art 
and living in some ways small um, so you can do the thing you love creatively and it's it's cool it's really cool if you guys want to see something different um, and the final thing is something called Shortcuts, which comes from BBC Radio 4. Uh, it's a really cool little podcast, and they just really go out and they'll, you know, they commission a lot of stories and a lot of, like, slices of British life, but from a really unique um, idiosyncratic perspective of, like, huh, I wonder what this person's life has been like and what is this perspective and what is going on here. And I think it's a little inspiring. I think sometimes we listen to things like This American Life or Revisionist History or 30 for 30, these huge organizations that have a ton of money and they go out and they do these well-reported, beautiful stories that are five parts and it can be really overwhelming. You're like, how am I ever going to do that? Um, and I listen to Shortcuts on BBC Radio 4 and I'm sometimes like, oh, like just do something beautiful and small. And I think it's a good reminder for people in the creative world. Like, yeah, like, don't worry about like that huge project that's going to take three years. Just write that beautiful seven-page opening to your novel. Or just do that six-minute story for your podcast. Or just do that one small 12 by 12-inch painting so you can feel like you're, you're back creative. Just write a short and direct it if doing a feature feels too much for you. You know, it's like it's that sort of perspective which I think can be healthy sometimes. So there it is, folks. Adam's Top 10 Podcasts. Worry not, Joshua will be back with chocolate and vegan food and astrology and five elements and metal and wood and fire and earth and Virgo and Capricorn and Mercury being in retrograde and all that fun stuff. Don't worry, worry not. Instead, you got linear atom. There was even a list with 10, 11, well, 8, 8.5, really snuck in there. Um, we love you guys. We are here for you guys. Uh, if you have an idea for a show or a burning question about creative process and storytelling you can email us at notesonyournotes at gmail.com uh the facebook page is growing josh has been in europe and we have all these new um facebook likes with cool european names like anders von kirkenberg uh and uh go and like our facebook page because you get all our updates about our episodes and other cool stuff notices about events we had an amazing um night at olak in la last month that josh organized it was just so cool we had like 45 people there people got on stage and told some amazing stories uh we had uh, hannah smith get up there and do 20 minutes the most incredible personal story um about her wedding day and her engagement and how painful and odd it was for her and the reason i'm telling you about that is because those episodes are coming out um i'm editing episode three of them and then episode four will be done and we're going to show you the whole process from start to finish of her bringing in a rough draft to her getting to the point where all the successive drafts all the notes all the writing rewrites she did then the performance coaching from joshua about how to deliver it how to embody the character and then her performance it was amazing you get to see the full process so that's coming out we're on instagram email us as i said notes on your notes at gmail i think that's it the sound design on this show is courtesy of me and the music is thankfully from kevin mcleod okay, come say hi in Kauai. Bye.